Hello, ballers. Welcome back to our latest episode of Ballers in Pajamas. We had a pretty action-packed Champions League week, the first, the first leg. There were a lot of interesting matches which took place. Some teams are loved loved their results. I mean, the way they played, they must be pretty satisfied. Especially the clubs from the Premier League will be really, really satisfied with the results with that went uh, with them. Uh, there are some teams who are like mutually out, and you can say they'll just play the second leg as a formality. Um, so I guess we'll start with the big game first: uh, Paris Saint Germain versus Real Madrid. I mean, it was expected to be an action-packed game. Um, you, you were expecting a lot of goals, but eventually uh, PSG turned out to be victorious in the last kick of the game. Uh, Nihar, you predicted the score right by Mbappe scoring the goal in the 90th, 93rd minute. And, you know, it's a very big goal for PSG, considering the they are pretty good playing away, usually in the Champions League. And it's a very, very big home win game for them. What do you reckon of the PSG-Madrid game? I mean, see, I get it that the away goals role is out of the place any from now. But I think, you know, Real Madrid should have been adventurous, man. I mean, they really played like... Even the Mourinho didn't play Real like that. They were defending. They were not willing to get out of their own box. They were defending with like seven in the box. I was like shocked. I mean, for, for a second, I thought, where did PLG get this much confidence from? Like, literally, Nuno Mendes was like phenomenal on the left wing and... Honestly, it's not on PSG because we have seen how this got screwed up by Nantes after the week. I mean, three days after the game, they lost 3-1. I mean, Real were pathetic. They let PSG be all over them. Yeah, they would have been happy if they got the clean sheet, but they didn't. Now, PSG have one goal lead and now Real are screwed anyway because Ancelotti knows that he needs to go to up at least to advance in 90 minutes. So, he has to play the same, same front three combination. No, that leaves very less headache for Pochettino to figure out how to stop them. I mean, I don't know, man. I really was like, I was happy that PSG won, but I was really irritated that seeing the way Real played. It's like it's not like a, see the how the way the tie was hyped up was like you know, Mbappe is now versus Mbappe's future and everything like two big giants colliding and all. Some were <laughs> saying it should be a Champions League semi-final or final kind of tie, but the way Real Madrid showed up, it was pathetic. And yeah, they will attack you know, at home, but we know how PSG can be deadly on counters, man, with Mbappé running in front. One proper counter, that's it. PSG can score a goal. You know, considering it was the first time we have seen Real Madrid playing in such an orthodox manner, I mean, they are the UCL kings. I mean, they rule UCL, 13 times champions. And, you know, they are always a team who loves to dominate, counter-attack, attack, attack, attack. It's a very rare case. We used to spin the prime when we used to see them, you know, concede goals. And used to literally dominate teams like PSG, Bayern Munich, Atletico Madrid. So, and it's really, really surprising for me to see them perform such a way like they don't want to score and having seven in the box. It was a very unorthodox way of style of play from Carlo Ancelotti. And, you know, which took a surprise for... Uh, to Florentino Perez as well, and now you know if if this can cost Madrid the champion the the tie, and if PSG go through, there are obviously going to be question marks on Carlo Ancelotti's future, and you know he could make way immediately after the end of season because that's not it should be for Real Madrid considering Real Madrid standards. I mean, thirteen times champions, they they need to maintain their status. I mean, even if they are losing ties, this is not the way they should be playing. I mean. 
fight it out no matter what you no matter you lose the tie that is fine like example when they lost to chelsea in the previous season so in the semi finals i mean they gave a fight at least and but not like this like defending seven in the box so anyway we'll move away Achha, from this one more important factor no yeah. one more important factor for uh, real madrid here. you know the midfield or the veteran midfield of casemiro modric and cruz i mean Ancelotti is not exactly giving them rest, man. He's rarely playing Valverde in there. I mean, these players are already tired out, and that's just. I mean, compared to the PSG's midfield, I mean, see, PSG is getting lucky with injuries of their key people. Verratti is suspended now for two, three games. He will be suspended, I guess. So he'll be getting rest before the Madrid game. So going against this young, energetic midfield, those tired legs, that might screw them itself in the first half itself. I mean, I don't know what Ancelotti is thinking. Yeah, it's working, but those days there is a reason why you have a squad of twenty-five, not eleven, right? He rarely makes any proper changes in the squad unless there is a genuine injury or a concern or an injury concern. But I think that's coming to you know bite them now. I mean, see, La Liga is pretty much secured anyway, but still, the I mean, Champions League is something big for them, and the way they turned up in first leg is not exactly applauded by fans or I mean, no one actually. Were you expecting a little bit more from PSG, considering the way Real Madrid were playing? I mean, seven in the box, they were not used to. So, considering PSG's attack with Mbappe, Messi, and Di Maria, do you think they should have offered a little more, and maybe they could have won over two nil or something like that? They they could have been two nil, but Messi missed the penalty anyway. But still, I mean, the chances were very less, dear. I mean, if you could observe, no, the they the Neymar was a threat. I mean, Messi was trying with the long balls, everything. But still, the defense of the players, so many players in that. Even if for Mbappe, it's tough to break in red if there are like literally two, three players around you, around him. Right. So I mean, they even try. I mean, they were telling you know they were literally attack, attacking Hakimi and Nuno Mendes were literally phenomenal. And the worst thing is even Real Madrid, the PSG's defenders are not even that bothered at the end that Real Madrid will counter attack. At some point, even Real just want the ball to be away from the box. That's it. They didn't even bother about attacking when they got the ball. I mean, yeah, it would have been two nil or three nil, but still, I mean, PSG, as I told, Cotto was very phenomenal that day, and yeah, so I mean, Real's defense is still solid, so taking a one nil is a big thing for PSG there. So, Jian, who do you think will go through after the second time? Uh, see, considering one factor over here, uh, Real Madrid would be a little bit relieved that there is no away goal rule now, and they will be like looking to you know play confidently at the Bernabeu, obviously home support and. Uh, a slight advantage also even if psg score you know real madrid can look to win at any level like even be a 2-1 or a 3-2 or any any kind of a score line so it will like the away goal rule won't really matter to them at all and it is completely out of question so you know it's going to be a very interesting tie though i mean real madrid are a team i know who don't obviously give up without a fight i mean it's their champions league is their back backyard so i don't think real will go down without a fight for sure And my money is on PSG to progress. Uh... Nice. Anyway, so we'll move up forward to the next uh, a surprising fixture: uh, Salzburg versus Bayern Munich. I mean, it, we had literally uh, like thought it would be a cakewalk for Bayern Munich, considering the Champions League with Lewandowski's form and Salzburg being the the small like one of the weakest teams here, a young team, but they proved to be a very very good team. A young team who literally were dominating, and I would say literally toying against Bayern Munich, 
and they were looking so threatening and when when they like uh, was they, they had an early goal also by uh, adamu the substitute who came in the 12th minute so i guess it was a pretty pretty good uh, the the way they dominated the entire game i mean they were just unlucky when the like kingsley coman scored in the 90th minute and the equalizer but otherwise they were playing some sensational football what do you reckon of this time yari was thinking it was be like 4-0 final something Mm-hmm. Actually, I thought Bayern will literally cruise through them. But again, I mean, see, like, unlike last season or the season before, Bayern are not that threatening, man. I mean, the flaws are actually visible now. And yeah, there is a way to defeat them with ease. It's not a luck win anymore. Any team which can play compose, which can shut the channels through which Bayern will exploit, I think any team can defeat them now. But still, on their day, they can score five goals minimum. Lewandowski can get a hat-trick any day. so you know right now they might actually win at allianz arena anyway but going forward so any compost side like manchester city or liverpool if they draw i think they will be like literally screwed away i mean that but you know bayern munich seasons before bayern's are bayern munich bayern munich's form currently is like very haywire right now they are losing 4-1 to a newly promoted side then they will win 4-0 in a game again draw with a team like salzburg again you know maybe draw against a small side in bundesliga so you know the form is pretty going seesaw so you know you can't even predict when they are losing home matches as well they've lost to gladbach already and uh, you know many teams were threatening to uh, steal points at alliance so salzburg are a very young team and obviously they will be looking to capitalize manuel neuer is not playing so they will obviously look to score goals and ban munich are recently they are not even like having clean keeping clean sheets at all they are conceding cheeky goals so they are not looking the same bayern as they were used to they used to be during that 2020 season when they won the champions league but obviously salzburg would cause could cause a major upset at alliance according to me but well, there is a potential chance for that but i do really think bayern will go through anyway i mean see I mean, taking taking own. the draw i mean taking 1-1 draw at going into alliance stadium without the away away goal rule system i mean obviously salzburg would be really happy with it i'm obviously not counting like what bayern are capable of obviously you know what they can do they can literally thrash off any team like literally win final 6-0 we know that but still it will be a really good interesting tie to see and what they can produce So yeah, it should be an entertaining tie according to me. Next up, mm-hmm. we have a big cakewalk in the park for the Manchester, the blue side, Man City cakewalking against Sporting Lisbon. A very sorry fixture, and I guess the result is already like proven. And we have the first team already, which has a foot in the quarterfinals. Not in the foot, I guess. Both the feet in the quarterfinals. Uh, obviously, Sporting are not going to beat them six nil at Etihad. And uh, yeah, so yeah, Neyar. Yeah, Neyar. Hate about Pep is like this thing. He is saying the tie is not over yet. I mean, why is he underplaying himself there? I don't get it. I mean, dude, <laughs> you are having five advantage up. He, and you have to play them that's that's see that's that's like kind of thing. I'm not disrespecting that that uh, opposition or something like that. You're saying you because we they have seen you know fixtures like pass up. Obviously, that was a very different fixture. But whatever, whatsoever we have seen, but still he would still take that you know one percent chance, ninety nine percent. But for here with the team for like Man City, you know 
playing against a sorry side sporting lisbon who have literally nothing to offer at all like they didn't have a shot on target and you know nothing to offer they were just playing they had they were playing as if they had nothing to lose but obviously city just didn't give them the ball at all man <laughs> and realistically i feel they should just go out and play freely at etihad uh, maybe you know they could just grab uh, draw or something like that which could just boost up their confidence nothing more but uh, i guess it's a uh, we have never like seen round of 16 go this way like final it has a good chance for pep guardiola to you know rest his key players like de bruyne stones like joao cancelo even the keeper edison so yeah it's a good opportunity for him and i guess the tie is already over over here so yeah uh, moving on we go to another uh, fixture which had a little bit high expectations but i thought it would like the uh, inter milan versus liverpool uh, liverpool again you know proving the worth after beating dominating ac milan and in the in the group stages and now dominating their uh, core rivals inter milan now and again they ruled up san siro and though they just came out with two two cheeky goals at the quarter of the game uh, after 75th minute roberto firmino found the net and then mohamed salah like giving them a 2 2-0 cushion going into the second leg and anfield i guess i guess that's it for inter milan what do you think near you know the liverpool are in a tricky position now if city do can definitely rest their key players before the you know for the champions league tie but i think liverpool can't be that comfortable because sporting cp and inter milan are not exactly on the same level and inter are pretty good so by chance liverpool decides to you know keep the prime personnel of the pitch to be on the bench and if things go haywire i think i think klopp won't be taking that risk because round of 16 exit will be embarrassing considering they got 2-0 advantage and obviously liverpool were like back to their best they literally demolished leeds united couple of days ago by scoring six against them and the squad with literally no injury concerns right now I think Liverpool have actually the squad to go very deep into the competition unless they face, uh, say, like Madrid or PSG or Bayern next round. We never know that what will happen then. But I think this tie is pretty much done unless Liverpool have other things in mind because Inter are definitely not going to win at Anfield for no doubt. But unless Liverpool screws it up by resting their key players, according to me. But my overall money is like Liverpool will progress. You don't see Liverpool. You know you're not seeing. You don't see often Liverpool. You know losing at Anfield. Apart from that famous Atletico victory at Anfield, that was two years ago. It's a long way off now. And uh, yeah, I really don't think Inter Milan can you know cause so much damage by you know they will have to score three goals to progress with reply to none, and that is not what Liverpool offer actually at Anfield. so it will be a very very difficult tie for inter milan to you know uh they have to create something miracle like a miraculous they need a miracle they need a proper miracle over here so yeah we we'll move on to a very well, exactly ji uh, so ji and ji so i guess regard this is like the first week uh, we have done our analysis <clears throat> and everything so thank you for listening and stay tuned for the other four matches and the analysis regarding the second leg coming up thank you